My name is Erica Connor, and you are listening to Let's Be Real. Hey, everybody, do you know what season it is? It is officially Christmas season. It is Advent season. Of course, you know what season it is. I think we've all been waiting for the Christmas season of 2020. I think it's signifying like this rite of passage to um, have some fun, have some good things, and then move out of 2020. So I was listening to a podcast this week of an author who wrote a Bible study that I did last Advent season. But she had started a podcast and she was talking about, you know, if you had a difficult 2019, I know it was a hard year for all of us. And isn't it exciting to move into 2020, this clear slate in this new decade, and it's going to be great. And we're going to set goals. And I was like, yeah, that didn't last long. (laughs) Here we thought 2020 was going to be so cool, so great. And then it just turned out to be a bit different and exciting in a different way, right? I think a lot of lessons were learned. I think a lot of new things have happened. And I think we're actually going to come out of it better for it, even though it has been super difficult for so many of us. So Thanksgiving is over. We have moved out. I have always been a very um, staunch, you're not allowed to decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving type of person. But this year I contemplated. This year I was kind of like, you guys... Can't we decorate early? Other people are doing it. They're putting up their trees. Like, let's just do it. My middle daughter was like, absolutely not. We have to wait. I was like, she's like me. Except for this year, there's just something so alluring about getting up the decorations, getting up the lights, getting into this official season of Advent, which I love. Advent kind of akin to Lent for Easter. It's this period of waiting, this period of preparing our hearts for Christmas and for the celebration of Jesus being born. So who is ready for Christmas? Okay, everybody shopped, everybody wrapped, everybody done. I mean, it is December 4th today. Are you set? Not to brag, but I'm done. Like I've shopped, I've wrapped, it's done. It was just that kind of year. I did way more online shopping than I have in the past, And that was just really easy to get done ahead of time. And I had bought a couple random gifts throughout the summer, so I was just ahead of the game, and I'm done, and it's kind of wonderful. I don't feel the same sense of, you know, the hustle and bustle of the holiday season, but I'm not missing that, so it is just fine. So is your house decorated? Are your presents done? Like, are you ready to go? There's so many things that we could be getting ready for for Christmas, but here's my question then. How... Is your heart, is your heart ready for Christmas? How's your attitude? How's your brain? How's your thought life? Are you there? Are you ready for Christmas? Whose heart is ready? So I love Advent. I love this part, this waiting for Christmas, the getting the decorations up. But for me, it's because of, and I think for probably a lot of you, it's because of the lights. It's the glow of the lights. I love to sit and kind of bask in the glow of the lights on the Christmas tree. Now, Well, I might have my presents wrapped and done. I don't have a Christmas tree up yet, and I am really struggling with this because it is the 4th. It's a Friday, so my goal is tomorrow, Saturday, the 5th. We got to get it done. Maybe even tonight. We'll see. Because you know what? Just for as a friendly reminder, at least to those who live here in Wisconsin, because apparently 
people outside of Wisconsin don't necessarily celebrate St. Nick's, but St. Nick's is this Sunday, the 6th of December. So that's when you fill the stockings and have like the little mini gifts. Don't go crazy and make it like Christmas number one and then Christmas number two. I'm always shocked at some of the things people get in their stockings. Like an iPod? Really? That's a bit much. My kids are getting, oh, I can't tell because it's in two days. But there usually is an orange and some nuts because that's the German tradition. But we have a big German population here, so we do St. Nick's. And every time I talk to people who move here, it's like, oh, don't forget St. Nick's is on Saturday. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what? You don't know about St. Nick's? We have a strong German tradition in the celebration of St. Nick's. So there's your PSA. If you are local and if you are living, listening to this live, you've got two days. But in the meantime, I'm going to work really hard to get my tree up because then I need to have the lights up. So then we're completely festive for St. Nick's. On top of the tree and the lights and the stockings, who puts up lights outside of their house? Who loves to go drive around and look at lights on the outside of people's houses? Or we have a couple places that do like big light displays that you can drive through and see them. But this is the season where we also kind of like dream about the candles lit and fires going and the lights on the mantle. And there is just so much lovely in the picture of lights. They're festive. They're joyful. They kind of light as in itself. It's helpful, right? It's very useful to us. It helps us in the dark. It keeps us safe. So we live on a hobby farm and it is very, very dark where we are. It's very dark. There are no street lights anywhere. And when we first moved here, we were a little surprised by how dark it is because it's dark all around us. There's not a ton of light pollution, although there is some. But we have animals, and you would go out at night to do chores, and you're like, it is dark. So we had moved in in September, and by our first St. Nick, early December, it was so dark, everybody got a headlamp in their stocking. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, we can't see anything out there, so here is a flashlight. We need this. We need this light for our usefulness, for our safety, and quite frankly, for the kids, for fear, right? How do you feel in the dark? Do you love being in the dark? Uh, there's some symbolism and metaphor there that I'm sure we can tease out. But there's just so much unknown in the dark. And a quick little headlamp, a flashlight, a candle and lantern, if you want to go old school, just helps illuminate the unknown, the stuff around us that we can't see. And it gives us so much comfort. It helps even taking the very next step. We have so many dips and bumps that there are places that without a flashlight, I would probably break an ankle where you just need to know, how do I even proceed forward at all? So not only is the lights of the season, just light in general, it's so fun. It is so beautiful. It casts shade that is so needed in the summer and shadows that are so beautiful in the winter. Um, have you read the Anne Voskamp book, A Thousand Gifts? I almost said 10,000, but I think that's a song. 10,000 Reasons. I'm talking about the thousand gifts. Where she encourages you in living life with this grateful heart and focusing on the things that we're thankful for to start a list of a thousand things that you're thankful for. And as you go through her list, one of the things, because she is like crazy poetic and fancy, and I am not, so I steal this one because I would not have written it out, I don't think, on my own. But the shadow of the windows and the tree branches that the moon creates at night as something that she is thankful for. 
And when I read that, I was like, oh, that is so pretty. And then one night I was out doing animal chores in the dark, but it was a full moon day on a snow-covered ground. And the moonlight shadows of all of the trees and the branches on the snow. I mean, it was so bright outside that I didn't need my flashlight. And it was late at night. It could have been pitch dark. But the moon was so illuminating that the most amazing shadows were all on the ground. And I was like, well, thank you, Ann Voskamp, for speaking so lovely. Because now every time I am out in the moonlight on a snowy day, I am looking for standing, pausing, and enjoying those shadows. Because they are stunning. Light does so much for us practically, metaphorically, and just in bringing, I think, the sense of calm and peace. It lights up the unknown. It gives us the ability to move forward safely, but with a little bit of confidence. And in this Christmas season, when you get to sit in front of the Christmas tree, maybe having a quiet time or reading or maybe not, maybe just sitting with your coffee, but just enjoying the lights, I think there's a sense of peace and calm that comes. I think that's what we're longing for this Christmas season, the joy, the festive, but also the sense of peace and calm. Does anybody else's church do um, the silent night where you sing silent night and you hold up a candle? So we do this every year out of tradition in our church, and it's everybody. one of everybody's favorite traditions is this kind of dim the light, acapella-like singing, hold your candles up high for everyone to see the light of the candles. And it is moving. And sometimes it's hard to even put a finger on why is it so moving? It's just because it is so beautiful and it represents so much when it comes to light. Light is crazy special. My kids like to tell me all like frequently, mom, did you know that if you light a candle or a match and then you shine a light at it in a dark room, you will see the shadow of the match or the candle, but not of the flame. Huh. I actually had never really thought about that. And of course we tried it. It was like, oh, look at that. You're right. It doesn't cast a shadow in and of itself. Light actually keeps away darkness. Darkness defined, right, is just the absence of light. You can't create darkness. You just have to try to keep removing all of the sources of light. I don't know how much I love the idea of darkness. (laughs) How do you guys, uh, how do you do with dark? Do you like the dark? Do you find that peaceful? So I love to go and do a salt float. Has anyone ever done a salt float? They're incredible. It's considered a sensory deprivation experience where you're supposed to be in like a pod and no sound and no light. Like you close the pod over you and the lights are off. That was a bit much for me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so I want to keep floating because this is awesome for my body, but I cannot keep doing this dark stuff. Like, In the dark, I feel uncomfortable. There is where worry sneaks in. I mean, it is this place of uncertainty. No thank you. So I kept like popping open the pot a little bit. Now the room that you're in is also dark, but you get a little bit of light like from under the door crack. Well, I no longer go to that float place because I cannot do the pitch black float. (laughs) I'm like, no way. This is too much dark. This is way too much dark. So now the place that I go periodically, there are little twinkle lights you can keep on and you don't have to be in a pod where you're closed in. Way better. You can actually enjoy yourself because with a little bit of light comes a lot of peace. 
And as we're talking about this Christmas season and we're thinking and picturing about these lights, I want us to kind of talk about peace and what this light does for us with peace. How does it affect peace? How does it give peace? How does it help us? How are you all doing right now with your peace? Are you full of peace? This December season of 2020, are you sitting down, chilling, relaxed, not a care in the world, not worrying about anything, just totally peaceful? (laughs) That would be nice. I am guessing there might be a couple of you out there. I think I've met a couple of you. Some of you through Zoom calls actually look really peaceful and chill, but I think there's a lot of us that are not really experiencing a whole lot of peace. So let's use the beauty of the lights this year as a way for us to focus on our peace because peace, much like anything else in our head, it is all about perspective. It is where we shift our thoughts, where we shift our focus, and we're going to use the lights all around us for the next month or so to help as gentle reminders and beautiful reminders as that to shift our focus. So I would like to read to you from the book of John. I'm going to start with verse chapter one, verses four, five, and then nine. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse nine, the true light, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. We are talking about here who the light, the light of life actually is. I'm going to read one more verse from John chapter eight. Verse 12 says, and again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So we have a source of light in our life. We put up lots of sources all around in our house during the holiday season, right? The tree, the mantle, outside, maybe lighting candles all around. We put up lots of sources all over the place so we can enjoy the light every single place that we go. But we read here in the book of John and in scripture who the light is in this life that we live, not just in the holiday season, but also in the holiday season. But Jesus is the light. He is the light himself, that light that doesn't have a shadow, the true light that is giving light to everyone. And for all of those of us, or if you, if you are believers, if you proclaim Jesus as the son of God, as the Lord over your life, as a believer, he is giving light to you. He is the source of light in your life. It's what illuminates that step ahead of you, that useful light that keeps us safe, that gives us a little bit of peace as we continue to move forward in a dark world. It is Jesus that is the light of life. First Peter 2.9 says this, But you, speaking to those that are believers, are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. As believers, we have a source of light. That is Jesus. But he has called us out of darkness to live in the midst of his marvelous light. We get to live daily in the light of the Lord, in the light where there's beauty, where there's comfort, where there's peace. One of the cool things about these lights at Christmas, especially like when you're sitting in a dark room, looking at your lit up tree, 
there's so much calm there, especially if you can do it early enough before anybody else wakes up, which if you have littles, it was really early. But just this place where we can still be in the midst of darkness and looking at the light of the tree. We live in the midst of a dark world. Jesus shines his light light to everyone. Not everyone lives in it. There is darkness all around us. I bet you could even tell me about darkness in your life. Struggles and circumstances and things that are really heavy in your life right now. But we as believers get to live in this light. These lights are such a reminder that not everything is light. That there is still dark. That we can't see fully yet. We see the light. We see Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We see God the Father. We see who he is. We see his attributes. We see what he has done and he see, we see what he has given us. We see all of that now, but there's also the not yet. There's going to be more. We don't see fully, but we see some. And we can appreciate the things that we see. I often will say, because one, I need to remind myself, when I come in from doing winter chores outside into the heat and the girls are like, oh, it's so cold outside. And then you get into the house and you come in, you're like, oh, it's so warm in here. I was like, yeah, you don't really appreciate the warmth until you've been out in the cold. And the reverse, I'll say over and over too, when you're out sweltering, melting in the heat of the summer and working and then you come into the air conditioning and you're like, oh, this ability to relax. You're like, yes, the cold air that you just don't appreciate until you experience the heat. The same with darkness and light. The contrast between the two is where we are reminded how great something is and how blessed we are to be able to live in the light, even if it's not something that we see fully yet. How exciting that someday we will see the full, marvelous light of God. One of the things, one of the many, many things that he has given us outside of this amazing analogy of light are gifts. He has given us so many gifts. And one of them that I want to talk to you about, kind of as we're talking about light, is peace. And that's why I asked, are you peaceful? Are you chill? Are you relaxed? How is your heart doing as you prepare for Christmas? Is it totally peace-filled? We have his peace. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Another version says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give you is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. How does the world give peace? Or maybe I should say this, how does the world attempt to offer us peace? Because does it really give it? Or does it try, try to trick us by thinking we're getting peace from the world? How does the world offer us this idea of peace? Oh, you could say money. If I had this much money saved up, then I would be set and I could be, I could relax. I wouldn't have to worry if we were able to control all life circumstances, maybe, if we worked a little harder to prevent things from happening, if we, you know, like got our act together and if we were on top of things, 
then we would be able to prevent so many things from happening to us. If we just knew ahead of time what was going to happen, then we'd be able to have peace because we would never be surprised by the things that we can't control. So we can work really hard at preventing, right? Because if we can prevent stuff, that'll keep us peaceful. But my question is, are we actually then experiencing peace for how hard we are working to try to prevent the things? Okay, that's another topic. But the world gives peace in this way that is very circumstantial, right? Like, if I can just prevent this circumstance, I will have peace. If I can make this circumstance happen, I will feel and experience peace. Life will be easier. I will be calmer. And in turn, if I am calm and life is easy, I will be so nice to everyone. I'll never be snippy. And then you're like, why am I grabby? Why did I snip? We get frustrated with ourselves because, gosh darn it, I should just have peace. I should not have all of these problems. Well, I think if we're focusing too much on the way the world offers us peace, we're going to keep ourselves in this crazy cycle of working really hard for it and then getting really depressed when it doesn't work out. But this is not the peace that God has given us. The gift that Jesus says that he is giving. His peace that he leaves us. His peace that is eternal, that is perfect, that is always in every circumstance. It is not circumstantial. Well, then Erica, why don't I always feel peaceful then? Like if I've been given this gift of peace, why do I have days of not so much peace? Why don't I feel it? If we've been given it, where is it? I mean, It is the fruit of the Spirit. So if I'm walking with the Spirit, if I'm a believer and I have this fruit, why don't I always feel it? Do you wonder that? Are you asking the same question? My belief is that we give it away. We've got it. We know that it's a gift. We're told that he's given it to us. His peace comes with the Holy Spirit. It is a fruit of the Spirit that when we are walking in step with the Spirit, when our perspective is on him, when we are living in step, focused, looking, remembering him, remembering his promises, who he is and what he's done, we have peace. We get a lot of other things with it too. We get the love, joy, peace, patience. You know the list, right? Kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. <laughs> How are we doing with self-control? <laughs> Let's not go there. We give it away. We have it. But we substitute it for the things that seem maybe a little bit more tangible, for the peace that the world gives. We take the gift that God has given us, every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord, right? We take this gift of peace and we substitute it for the worldly forms of peace, the illusion of worldly peace. We just hand it right over. Like, you know what? I'm not going to just sit and rest in peace. I'm going to go work a little harder. I'm going to go get another job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that just to prevent or to make things better. Don't hear me say that we're not supposed to work and make things better and do our due diligence and work hard. It's about perspective. We are talking about our mind and our perspective and living in the light of the Lord, in his marvelous light, 
with the gift that he has given us of his peace. So this is what's going to make Christmas lights so important to us this year and hopefully from now on every single year. We are going to look at the lights, the beautiful Christmas lights all around us, and we're going to use it as a reminder to shift our perspective, to just ask, okay, so who who is the light? We know who the light is. Like, all right, Jesus is the light. I am in his light. He has given me the peace of himself. He is in control in all circumstances. I need to hang on to my peace and not give it away to all these external forces that push on me throughout this season, throughout the whole year. Because then guess what, ladies? Because then we are the shining light of the Lord to this world. We shine his peace as a light in to this dark world. We need to shine. The world needs to see it. The world needs to see us living in peace because of who he is and what he has done. Because he's already given it to us and we can't keep it, even if things are hard, even if things are heavy, even if they're just busy. We have his peace. Remember that. And if you have to simply repeat that to yourself over and over and over, do so. Take time to sit and enjoy the peace, to remember it, to hang on to it, and then to move forward daily with it. I pray that over the next three weeks before Christmas comes, we're at 21 days. We're counting down in this house. Advent calendar is out. The chalkboard countdown thing, it's there, but I never change it. The kids have to change that. We're three weeks out. Are you ready? Are you prepared? And I'm not talking you're decorating. But I'm talking about your heart. How is your peace?